0: Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus
1: up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. What's up, everybody? It's time for the latest edition of the Takeaways podcast. It's your host here, Heidi Fang, and we are brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today. I have a very special interview coming up with Darren Waller, Raiders tight end, who talked all about his third annual event for Beyond the Wall at All-In Aviation, taking place Monday after they come back from playing the Titans in Nashville. The Darren Waller Foundation will host this gala, which, as we all know, the story from Darren Waller that he had recovered from being an addict. Now he gives back to the community and those that need with his grant programs with Against the Wall, the addiction recovery program, the wall talks that he puts together for young adult students, everybody that's out there that needs to share their stories to overcome like he did Darren Waller does it all, and he hopes really to help the at-risk youth, and that's what this event is all about. 6.30 p.m. It is a private event. So if you want to get more information, you need to go over to eWallGala22.givesmart.com. Those, ev- those links there can help you find all the information that you'd like about this event and how to get involved if you'd like. There's going to be celebrities, there's going to be exotic cars, music, food, all of the things that you'd love to see at, at this kind of event. So uh, here we are with Darren Waller, Raiders tight In, talking about the Darren Waller Foundation's third annual Beyond the Wall event. Heidi Fang here for Vegas Nation with Raiders Titan, Darren Waller. Big event coming up Monday the 26th here at All in Aviation where we are right now. What can you tell me about, first of all, the growth of the Darren Waller Foundation and his third annual event for this?
2: Um, the growth of the foundation has been tremendous. Uh, something that I didn't anticipate uh, when I first had an idea of wanting to do something like this. Uh, just the way the community has supported and People everywhere just um, wanting to give any kind of exposure or support in any way that they can to help it out has been amazing. Um, just the way that we've been able to develop programs to serve people out here and really see lives be changed has been something that's just uh, mind-blowing to me, but I'm extremely grateful.
1: Something I think that all the fans need to know is that you've literally saved lives with this program, and I know it's obviously near and dear to your heart. When you're able to continue pursuing this, what kind of programs do you have in mind to keep the growth coming along with this foundation?
2: Uh, Yeah, so the biggest uh, expansion part has been the Against the Wall program. Um, You talk about paying it forward. I was offered an opportunity to go to a treatment that I wouldn't have been able to afford at the time with the funds that I had, but the NFL allowed me to go. So it's me wanting to give that gift forward because that gift changed my life. So we have an opportunity to send people to treatment for 30 days. We have up to four months of aftercare planning for them when they transition out of treatment. Um, About 36 grantees total so far, 30 have graduated, 6 are in treatment right now, So, and that comes out to over $540,000 that people have generously given to allow these people to have a chance to have their lives changed. So the Against the Wall program is the the big thing to help these people literally get their backs off the wall.
1: When you've gone through the the applicants for the programs or finding and selecting people that need to go in, how do you kind of prioritize the people that you do choose to help or that you can help? Because I'm sure you would help more if you could, but how do you try to kind of figure out, like, this is a person that really needs to get this program going right now?
2: Right, Um, the the main criteria is just uh, like low income people, like people that literally can't afford it, we want to offer them the opportunity because there's there's no other way that they'd be able to to do so. So we try to look at that and be like, okay, this is a great way to bless somebody that is in that position. But as far as, you know, what they may have done, any kind of mistakes that they have made, I'm somebody that doesn't necessarily put too much on that because I've messed up a ton and this isn't an opportunity like this was what changed my life. So it doesn't matter what their past was, but it's more so about, you know, if they don't have the opportunity to do it themselves, we want to seek those people out and be able to bless them.
1: You've had a lot of support from your teammates, from your friends, from your coaches, from Greg Olson finding you out and bringing you through to the Raiders. When you think back on the support that people have given you, like what was the key thing that, uh, that really kind of brought you along? Was it this, how vested they were in you? Was it that they knew that they could help somehow? How did you begin to the process of your own healing and getting to where you are now?
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, since the game with the Raiders, just their overall excitement for having me on the team when really there wasn't much of an expectation for me at the time. I just got claimed off a practice squad, so nobody was really expecting me to be a major contributor right away or, you know, really at, at any point, honestly. But they were excited to have me and excited to work with me, not only just as a player, but to make sure I was okay and had the relationships that I needed to be, you know, functioning well just as a human being there. Uh, in a new city in Oakland at the time and now transitioning here. Um, It's just been, they supported me. They stuck their neck out for me and anything that I've had my hands in in the community or uh, music wise or anything like the Raiders have been there and they're like, you know, this this is one of our guys and we support him and all that he does. So it really means a lot to me.
1: The music you mentioned has really been something. What is it for you, the connection that you find with that, not just from your own family history, but that really helps you day to day as going through your own processes?
2: Uh, it's just something that I love to do. you know it's not something that I need to be on the radio for or you know have everybody know that I make music. It's just something that you know, I can I can go home and make, and nobody knows that I'm doing it, and I'm just like it, it fills me up. You know, right. it's just something that I love to do, uh, and I like to share it with the world as well. So I'll continue to do that, but um, yeah, it's really just something that me as the human being likes to do, and it, it balances me out with the the football aspect of things, having to perform and all that that all the pressure and the challenges with that. Uh, it gives me an opportunity to just go home and decompress a little bit and come back to football with. Uh, with a full cup and just a, you know, a calm spirit. Yeah,
1: Recovery is a day-to-day process. It's something that needs constant focus for you. How do you help to translate that message to people that have come through your foundation and that still need to learn how to manage day-to-day the expectations that come upon them and being in the process of recovery as an addict?
2: Uh, Yeah, it's really just sharing principles that I've learned. You know, I'm a guy that's come through like 12-step recovery programs, so Mm -hmm. spiritual principles at that. try to share like recently now with people that have gone through the program is sharing some of the the books that I've read, like sharing uh, the four agreements is a, is a book that uh, really changed me that my mom introduced me to when I was really in a bad spot. And that really shifted me into a place of wanting to improve my character. Um, 10% happier is a book, a meditation book uh, that introduced me to meditation in a way where it's like, it doesn't seem so daunting or like I have to be so perfect at it. It's really just something that you practice over time. So it's just sharing those things that have helped me along my journey and, um, I think the wall talks are another way for me to share things that I've learned in my experiences and my story and tie it into ways that can make it Uh, practical for people to just see a little bit of progress from day to day and watch it stack up into, you know, a life that they love and that they respect.
1: Um, When you're doing the comeback stories and you're putting the whole story out there, is there ever any kind of reservation for you? Like, maybe I shouldn't tell this story, but I've watched some of those and you're very open about how much you discuss and how much detail you go into. Do you ever think about those and just say, man, this is like really revealing of who I am or is that just who you are?
2: Uh, Yeah, I just try to be as authentic as possible. Ever since that uh, the hard knocks in 2019, when I kind of shared my story, I just realized that that was the path that I'd be taking mm-hmm. going forward. Just putting myself out there, you know, just pay myself. I'm just a, a, a real human being. I go, I go through things on a day to day. No matter how successful my life may be, I still face challenges. I still, you know, can get anxiety about things sometimes. So I like to share it with people and let them know, like, hey, like no matter what I may do, like I'm still, you know, just like you. Like I still, you know the success in my life wouldn't change that, so I try to continue to put that out there and to you know allow people to connect with that.
1: Stay tuned right here. I'm going to take a break. I'll have more of the interview with Darren Waller when I come back and also some sounds from the Raiders' availability starting with Coach McDaniels as well as Devonte Adams and some words that this team has to say about getting motivated after an 0 and two start to the season as they head in to face the Tennessee Titans. can that appears to be a tall boy and it's in your 9am meeting, you're thinking, is that a beer? It's most likely not. It's a new mountain spring water brand called Liquid Death. Well, not only is it going to quench your thirst, but it's also going to bring a death to plastic bottles. The donations of 10% of the profits from every can sold will help kill plastic pollution. Their aluminum cans are infinitely recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities. Go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee, or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator. So getting into the team now, there's a lot of expectations on this offense, lots of new contracts, you were beneficiary one of those this year, I mean, well-earned as well. When you think about the, the start right now and just where the team is, obviously a lot of the team will need that mental fortitude to get on, but that's not something that's unfamiliar to anybody on this team whatsoever. So now that you need to go in to Tennessee, um, face the Titans, like what kind of Messages are being told amongst this team. What do you feel like the mental strength is like with this team right now?
2: Um, I feel like it's high. I, I don't feel like anybody's panicking. I don't feel like anybody's uh, pointing fingers or, you know, getting over the top frustrated with anything. You know, I feel like it's people that have been through things, have been through. Tough spots have been through times where, you know, Josh has been through tough times in his, his coaching career, and, and you can tell that he has a sense of calm about him in this process about how he's going to go about things differently, and just in players as well. So it's guys that realize, like, you know, it's, it's about sticking to fundamentals. You know, you go back and watch the tape, there's a lot of fundamental things that we can all do better across the board, and those translate into into things. You know, you can have a 20-point lead at halftime, but still not being playing as good as some people may think like and sometimes those things come back to bite you in the second half so it's all about sticking to those things and how consistent can we be on those and do the things that are hard uh, consistently because winning is hard in the NFL and you know you got to be committed to do that for three hours on Sunday so uh, that's something that we're definitely chewing on and uh, you know marinating on right now but you know, you get a new chance on opportunity on Sunday and we're excited about it.
1: Now getting to the playoffs but not picking up the W, was the kind of mindset of this team going in like we have to get back there again and know what it's like to pull off a W in the playoffs together? Was that kind of like the message going around as the, the team was approaching this year? Or is it let's just get going, new coach? get in this rhythm, figure out who our identity is, because it's not always going to be the same identity as the previous year.
2: Right. Uh, I think it's actually a mixture of both, um, because you got to have a vision of where you want to go. And we know where we went last year and we, and we want to go farther than that. And We feel like we have the, the people and just the overall character as a team in place to, to go where we want to go. So it's keeping that vision in mind, but also realizing that it takes, you know, the fundamentals from play to play, from drive to drive and sustaining those things and building upon the things that we do do well instead of doing some things well and then kind of backtracking a little bit. It's like it's that day to day process, but also not losing the vision of where you want to go. So it's both.
1: For this team, you're wearing the Aces shirt. I've got to ask. You, you've yeah. always been at the games. You're yeah. always there. Like when you are looking at this team, knowing it's a Mark Davis team as well that pulled off this championship. Like, how much synergy right now do you feel is between the Raiders and the Aces in terms of the mindset and building like a legacy here in Las Vegas between those teams?
2: Um, it's awesome. Uh, it's really, it's really inspiring. You know, um, just just being a part of the journey. You know, from going to, you know the home opener to, you know, to seeing the ups and downs that they've had during their season and realizing, like, it's never really a perfect journey. Just seeing that and taking note from that. um, It's really just been inspiring, you know, and to have relationships with some of the people on the team and develop deep friendships with them. It's, like, it's really cool to see them accomplish something great like that. And I definitely feel like it's inspiring us to see, like, you know, it's like this city can really offer something great. Like, you see what the Knights did when they came in and what they've been able to do, what the Aces are doing. And now what we have the opportunity to do with the people that we have. So it's a a really exciting time to to be in Las Vegas. And uh, we realize that, you know, we're a championship caliber team as well. That's that's how we feel, that's how we approach day to day, and uh, that's how we work. So it's definitely inspiring to see them do that.
1: Just one more football question, then I'll get back to the foundation. When you've been working now with Josh McDaniels as a head coach and you had previously John Gruden, I mean, just how different is it now working with Josh McDaniels and how he schemes the offense?
2: Um, it's a there, there are a lot of things that are, are similar, um, but there's a lot of things that are different as well. The, the verbiage, um, uh, just some plans, overall attacking. Um, there's some differences, but um, – but, yeah, it really just comes down to, like, how we communicate, how we address certain things, how we, you know, adapt defenses as we go throughout the games, maybe what things that are different. But, I mean, anywhere you go in the league, it's a lot of similar concepts, it's a lot of similar plays. A lot of people just call it different things. But I would just say just little intricacies of, like, maybe, like, situational football may be a little bit different. But that's part of say that.
1: So back to the foundation, you talked about just how Vegas has grown with these teams being here and you're able to make an impact in this community. For you, how much more do you think you can honestly like really do just because um, time, things like that, if you could, like how big do you see this foundation growing?
2: Um, I see it continuing to grow. Uh, I see it continuing to offer services to young people that struggle with Substance abuse, mental health issues. Um, whether it's you know putting infrastructure in this town, a youth center that this city this city needs, because when young people uh, need help, they tend to have to go elsewhere. They may have to go to Utah or California, and it's like, how do we establish something here that people can benefit from? Um, so it's, it's things like that. Continuing to you know just think big and maybe things that maybe like we don't know how we may do that, but why not why not take a stab at it? You know, so just. Trying to just continue to, to be the blessing that people are, are looking for and hoping for uh, it's been a, it's been a great opportunity to be that s- so far and we just want to continue to do big things if that's if that's nationwide if that's you know because I've been in different cities and I've seen how you know this thing this disease of addiction can just tear individual people apart communities apart parents apart um, so it's like you know whatever I can do however wherever God is trying to take this take me um, I'm all for
1: it. This is maybe a random question, but in a, obviously I have a lot of tattoos. And Max, I know, has one about his date of sobriety and just kind of reminders. Do you have anything like that as well that kind of you look to that on your tattoos is like kind of a source of strength for you that you know is there as a memory or reminder or something like that?
2: Uh, yeah. So I got like just for today. Um, just keeps me in the day, not tripping about the future too much. not. Um, being caught up in any kind of guilt or shame of the past but just staying today trying to do a good work today and I have God's work across my knuckles so it's like you know trying to you know knowing that there's a bigger purpose than what I may want or what I may be feeling or what I may be desiring like there's um, a higher calling on my life than I can even imagine sometimes so I try to uh, tap into that and take that into anything that I may do throughout my day
1: and where can people find information on the foundation and how, if they need to sign up or try to find ways to write or get into the programs that are involved with the uh, foundation? How do they go about that?
2: Uh, yeah, DarrenWaller.org is where you can find anything foundation-related. Uh, if you want to come to the, you know, Beyond the Wall event, there's only a few tickets left, so you might want to hop on those. That's yeah. where you can buy those. But um, anything as far as donations. Uh, how you may want to volunteer um, information about anything foundation related can be found at DarrenWaller.org.
1: And now, as promised, here's some sounds from Head Coach Josh McDaniels about the team's preparation for the Tennessee Titans, followed by Devonte Adams.
0: We're knee-deep into Tennessee. Uh, this is obviously a uh, it's a team that uh, we're getting familiar with. Uh, it's not a, a team that we've you know uh, played that many times recently, um, but. Uh, certainly have a very specific style uh, that they like to play with. Um, very physical, aggressive. Um, you know, try to get control of the game, uh, which they oftentimes do. Um, you know, uh, very, uh, very good in close games. Last year, you know, had a bunch of you know games decided by three points or less, and were very, um, very successful in all of those. So they can you know win the tight ones at the end. They play very good situational football. Um, very good running game obviously that goes without saying but uh derrick henry um you know uh, any superlative you want to use for him uh would be accurate um you know obviously durable um big physical fast um you know he's just going to have the ball you know um more than any other player on their team obviously and i need to need to do a good job of of trying to contain him it's very difficult to stop him but um and then defensively they play very physical uh, change their coverages um, give you a lot of different looks in the secondary got really um you know really good safeties uh, that do a good job of disguising the coverages um i'd say that byard and simmons are two of the very best players that we're going to see all year on any team Um, defensively uh, do a great job of getting the getting the football Uh, and then they present a lot of challenges in the kicking game Uh, the young punter Got a huge leg, uh, young returners. Already made a couple splash plays in the return game. Um, it's probably the best field goal rush team we're going to see, or certainly we've seen so far. Uh, do a great job. Autry's blocked more kicks than any other player in the last six or eight years. So a um, lot of things they do well. Uh, obviously, they earned the you know the recognition they got last year in terms of the AFC and where they where they ranked and qualifying for the playoffs. Those kind of things. Um, and I've played there before, it's a tough place to play. It'll be loud, um, so it'll it'll be another big challenge for us.
2: Second half against the Chargers, first half against the Cardinals, you guys are up like 31-6 or 31-7. Mm. So you can pour, put together four quarters of good football, there's no question about that, but doing it in, a, in one game, what becomes a tricky. You thing. Know? Yeah, I mean, what we did in those games is play two and two, so we didn't, we haven't played four yet. I mean, if you want to put those together, but that's not how a football game works, so. Um, yeah, I mean, you just got to lock in and, and demand it from yourself. Um, every every player, you got to you got to learn how to put the put the, the foot on the gas and and you know, for lack of better words, break their necks. You know, when when you got them in a corner like that, and um, I mean, that's that's the way that that I've learned to play the game, and that's the way that I hope that this team will play the game, and you know, part of it is just just keeping that mindset, never getting comfortable, just thinking zero, 0 especially at half. You go in there, I know, you know, this game we come in and we're up at half, it's, it's going to be a little different of a feeling, and I like to think everybody kind of had that feeling this, this past week, but obviously we didn't really represent it the way we went out there and played in the second half, so you got to have it in your mind and then go out there and follow up with the way you play.
1: As I wrap up things here on the show, I wanted to get to one of the fan questions. I had put this out on Twitter, asking you, the fans, if you had any questions for your favorite Raiders. I have one here from Bourbon Raider. Not really football related, but do you know Josh Jacobs's relation with the Philippines? Is he actually part Filipino? If not, can you ask him when you get a chance sometime this season? So I did ask Josh Jacobs that question. He said that he is about 25% Filipino. And here is the rest of that answer.
0: So my grandma uh, was born in the Philippines. She was from uh, Angeles City, um, and my dad was actually born in the Philippines too. So he came yeah. over to the U.S. when he was uh, like two years old. So yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So it's Filipino descent. In there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that. There. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Thank you for answering <laughs> that one for the fans. Yeah, No problem.
0: Yeah. Thank my you. grandma, she was lost. She
1: didn't even speak English at all. She finally oh. came to the states. Like, is it Tagalog, Ilocano, or
0: Visayan? Uh, Tagalog. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah that'll do for the show today really special thanks to darren waller and his foundation for getting me that interview and really giving me the time to be able to talk all about the addiction recovery program there are always ways to get help and darren waller really goes out there for the community to provide it again his event third annual be on the wall fundraising event monday september 26 6 30 p.m to 9 30 p.m and it will be held inside a jet hangar at all in aviation and long mountain aviation in henderson so check all of that information out as you heard from Darren Waller, DarrenWaller.org. Thank you everybody so much for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you find your podcasts and I will be back next week.